Hello, come on in. Welcome to Here's Hoping, my imaginary coffee shop, where good conversation is always on the menu. I'm your host and humble barista, Catherine Gabriel-Jones. Welcome to our new home, both metaphorically and literally. Now watch your step, because since we've just moved, we're in the chaos stage of unpacking. But I've made sure that the most comfortable seats have all been unpacked first because it's important to me that this imaginary coffee shop is a place where you get to be exactly where you'd like to be. Now, I first encountered Roberta Damon during the pandemic. And while we have never met face-to-face, the connection between us feels deep enough to have been present for years in my life. The many conversations we have shared have ranged all over through every part of being human. Today, Roberta and I gathered around a nugget of conversation that, well, it feels very relevant today. Here's hoping. I'm, I am reminded of, yeah, there are a number of things these days. Well, I should back up. Whenever I find myself getting into a very dark spot, I, I turn to my, my mentor who went to her great reward in 2012 and who I miss every Mm -hmm. single day. And, Mm -hmm. and she had, she had this wonderful way of just getting down to brass tacks with uh, such loving, just, she could be such a loving badass. And <laughs> she, she had, she had now, the co- <laughs> there's, That's quite a contrast. <laughs> she, had, she had the wonderful capacity of being able to just cut straight down to brass tacks and doing it in a way that actually made me feel embraced while that was See, happening. Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, you can have a very strong opinion about something, but you don't have to cut people in exactly. two to get get your point across. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and the the one of the things that she taught me and taught me was okay was to acknowledge that sometimes a situation is terrible, and and painting a smile on something doesn't make the situation better. That mm-hmm. sometimes the most noble thing that can be done in a situation is to acknowledge how awful it is and decide whether or not you're going to get up at that moment and keep going. And if you're Mm -hmm. not going to get up, then make your time lying down in the muck worth something. Ooh, wow. And that was an incredible lesson. Catherine, uh, that just sparked a thought. Oh, um, yeah. You 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 often do that, you know. <laughs> but but you, I don't know whether you, you uh, knew that I'm a I have been at the last years of my life a marriage and family therapist, mm. and um, 
In doing all that, uh, as a sort of a sidelight, I have run grief groups. And that what you just said is a perfect example. You know, particularly Christians. Uh, I mean, I are one, so I, so I, I have some knowledge about that. But Christians very often, I think, misinterpret uh, what the Bible says uh, about rejoice. You rejoice always. You just have to rejoice all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so smile, smile, smile. If, uh, <laughs> if 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 your if your child dies, I'm sorry, you're a Christian. You can't cry. You have to smile yeah. because it's going to be. You you will be a terrible advertisement oh. for the Lord Jesus if you if you cry when somebody dies. That, yeah. You know. Well, oh. hogwash, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but I, I just wonder how many uh, people buy into that kind of thinking. Uh, you know, I'm going to let somebody, I'm going to let, uh, here, my, Jesus' reputation depends on whether I can smile or if I, if I can avoid crying when I have a great loss or a great tragedy or whatever, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, happily, I'm, I have not taken a, taken it upon myself to uh, think that Jesus' reputation depends on my behavior. We're in trouble if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me. man, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to hear it, Catherine. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think that... But, but even in spite of, even, even in, in grief, like... Uh, a woman, let's say that a woman has lost her husband to death. Okay, yeah. there's going to have to be a period of recuperation, and and uh, it, you, you have to let that soak in and take the time that, and and the effort that's required. You talk about working hard yeah. uh, to feel hopeful after something like that. Yeah. So, so. Uh, but, but you're on. You are absolutely on track. That hope isn't something that just happens, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not just a gift that is handed to us. It, I think, it does involve our choices and our hard work along mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. One of the things that Eloise taught me was the power of being present in the midst of grief. Oh, yes. And the I, I met Eloise while I was teaching at a synagogue. And uh, mm. a glorious, wonderful gift from God those five and a half, six years were. And I learned about the, the tradition and the process of sitting Shiva after the death of a loved one. Oh, yes, yes. And one of the things that uh, she used to say was, um, it is easy to show up with food on the first three days of Shiva. There's no real, like, gold star in that. Great, you've done the bare minimum of what you're supposed to do. But Mm -hmm. the hard work in relationship and community comes on the 33rd day. And on the 43rd day and on the 300th day. And if you can still be present for that person, whether you're standing in their house or not, but if Mm. you can be with them and sitting Shiva 
and holding them where they are. That, that's how relationship is built. Oh yeah, absolutely. There, there's so much truth in it. And you know, uh, oh, I can remember Catherine back when, um, well, Baptists didn't like Catholics and Catholics <laughs> didn't like Baptists. And yeah. w- well, I know the Old Testament was Jewish, but we're better than that. We've now got the New Testament, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I am so, I'm so far beyond that. Let's divide everybody up and let's let's proclaim ourselves right and let's proclaim them wrong. Yeah. Let's not. Yeah. <laughs> let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let us learn from our brothers and sisters who are practicing Judaism and they have something to teach us. They have something to tell us. They have something to show us. Yeah. And, you know, can can we not get beyond all this picky stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. You can do this. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Pony, That's po- right. pony up. Come on. But what, but what you said about the 300th day, you know, I, I, have, I have often thought and said, and we've discussed it in grief groups, there are things in this life that you do not get over. Mm-hmm. There are things that you would not want to forget. Yeah. But there are choices that you make after a time, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so what do I do with the rest of it then? Yeah. In spite of, you know. Yeah. Oh. In spite of my loss. In spite of, there we are again, in spite of. Mm-hmm. Well, Maybe it would be a good thing to look at the word hope again. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What is it? Hope springs eternal? Mm-hmm. Well, we could hope that it does <laughs> and yeah. trust that it does. Yeah. But, um, but, but I think we need to be uh, aware and sensitive that certainly there are things that will we will carry to our own grave mm-hmm. uh, as as uh, as sorrow mm-hmm. and we don't have to smile all the time you yeah know? yeah yeah tears are as much joy as sorrow and smiles are as much grief as glee yeah mm During the course of my life, I've grown to believe that there are people we encounter who leave an imprint on us, who leave an imprint in our hearts. People who are so impactful in our life that our experience with them, or I'll personalize it, my experience with them has so fundamentally changed and enriched my life that I become a better, different, new person through my experience with them. This 
encounter with this person, it might be over the course of years. It might be a matter of moments, days, weeks. If we're fortunate, we might get to encounter them again and again throughout our life. If we're fortunate, we might notice that this person matters in our experience. Who is that person for you? Through my experience and reflection on Eloise as a person and as a presence in my life, I have been able to discover other people along this bus ride of life who have enriched my experience. People who I've known for maybe a few months, and yet they remain bright stars in my life. I didn't always believe this. I used to believe that when a person was no longer in my everyday, moment-to-moment life in real time, then I might lose that connection with that person. I did used to believe that. But something's changed in my life. Like a tectonic shift of the different plates of my existence. Which is why this imaginary coffee shop has metaphorically shifted. Because no matter where our feet happen to be, what we experience remains true and present and always with us, whether we like it or not. There are people who are in our life for years and we may not know them until decades down the road when something shifts. I love that in this nugget, this pearl of wisdom, grief featured so prominently in my conversation with Roberta. Because grief is an inherent part of our existence. In a moment of joy, there is still that presence of grief. Because when one thing happens, a different thing cannot occur. And it's those those liminal spaces in our relationships. The times when we are not face to face. The times when all we have is a letter written to one another or an email that we send out. A video. A voice. A memory. Recalling who has been and who is still present in our lives. Who is that for you? Where have you found those experiences where you know the world has an expectation of you? Where the expectation is 
as Roberta said, if you claim a specific faith, then the doctrine of that faith thereby limits your capacity to experience or express a feeling. Those things can be, they can become like that, the dancing gorilla or the dancing bear. I'll include a link to the sociology study. It's amazing. Because we focus so much on what we think we should be focused on. The doctrine that we follow, the belief that we ascribe to, the belief that we feel embodied in the world, that we, f- we might miss this new thing that wanders through what is present in our life. Grief is like that. Love is like that. Boy, is love ever like that. Love is so complicated and it's so nuanced and it has so many different layers and there's so many distractions and there's so many different aspects in love that we have to take into account it's sometimes hard to notice when a new thing occurs and being awake and being present can be exhausting so there are seasons to everything sometimes we can't sprinkle sugar something on call it sweet sometimes Sprinkling a little bit of sugar makes it sweet. And that's what's so challenging about life. But it's also part of what's really amazing and frustrating and spectacular and, and, and. I'm so grateful for your presence here. It means a lot to me that you've come back. And I so appreciate your you, your you here with me in this imaginary coffee shop where conversations can happen and those little pearls of wisdom that occur in a conversation that we think to ourselves, ooh, I am always going to remember this because that's amazing. They aren't swept away by the busyness of life. You can come here and you can enjoy and revel in the wisdom that these amazing people share. I love doing this podcast and I love you here with me. Here's hoping. So thanks again for joining me at my imaginary coffee shop here that here's hoping (laughs) conversations with Catherine. Let me try that again. So thank you for joining me at my imaginary coffee shop. I am your humble host and imaginary barista, Catherine Gabriel Jones. I truly am grateful that you shared part of your day with me. If this is your first visit, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. If you are a regular, welcome. I am so glad to have you here. 
please feel free to share this episode with a friend or share this podcast with a friend. We are a small, but, um, what, what's the, what's the line from that movie? Uh, we may be small in size, but our hearts are large metaphorically. <laughs> you can share this podcast with any friend on Facebook You can share it on Instagram or on Twitter, or you can just send it in an email. Or just say, hey, did you hear about Here's Hoping? You also can reach out to me by email or social media. All of the links are in the show notes. I've made it really easy for you to be able to access any way of contacting me. Full disclosure, lots of moving, lots of boxes. Might take me a minute to answer. Music for Here's Hoping has been composed and produced by the Reverend Dr. Seth Jones. Thank you, my love. Original artwork for Here's Hoping has been created by Ty Sorex with additional graphics made with Canva. And today I would like to refer back to one of my favorite lines. I was first introduced to it by Eloise and then Seth reintroduced me to it and it just feels really perfect. It is from the Talmud and I will include links to the original source material within the show notes of course. Here goes. Do not be daunted by the enormity of the world's grief. Do justly now. Love mercy now. Walk humbly now. You are not obligated to complete the work, but neither are you free to abandon it. No matter where your road takes you, may the best of your past be the worst of your future. Thank you so much for joining me. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.